Mike's Daily Podcast. Mike's Daily Podcast. FF Episode 1265. 1265. Hi, I am Mike Matthews. Broadcasting from Cafe Anyway, located somewhere in Podcastro Valley, Mont. Today, Shelly Shuhart, Floyd the Floorman, John Deere the Engineer, plus the segment Live and Loco. In this Loco world we have, where so much is going on. Mike's Daily Podcast. And I woke up to a very pleasant sight this morning. It was Mike's Daily Podcast. At two o'clock in the morning and my dog was looking at me. Basil the Boxer was breathing heavily and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I think he has to go outside. And we ran into the living room. That's how you go to the door, the back door that lets you outside. Mike's Daily Podcast. In my house. But he didn't make it. He upchucked. Mike's. Just in front. Daily. Of the door. Podcast. It was dog vomit. Yeah. And <laughs> it... It was kind of funny because there's a rug I have just just a, just around that area before the door, and he was gonna puke on the f- carpet, and I pushed him to pass the rug. I just gave him a little push, and then he got the idea and puked in the area, which is hardwood floor in that area, and I can clean that up a lot easier than when it's in carpet. You're screwed. Oh, so that's the one good thing about my house. It's mostly hardwood floor. So he went outside and ate some grass and I think he threw up some more and he was fine. I think what it is is we went walking in Fairmont Ridge yesterday and I, there are some people that go there every day and walk their dogs. I only go, I try and go only once a week, but they got cows there. And well, some dogs like to eat what the, do- what the cows leave behind. And that's not such a good thing. The dog, it, it's just not good for the dogs at all. Horse stuff can process, but the dog stuff, new. No. I mean, the cow stuff, new no, for the dog. But I am not a specialist in that, this area. This is just what I have observed. Speaking of dogs, oh, look, who just walked in. I mean, speaking not who you, Shelly Shuhart. Mike Matthews, that was like really insulting. I meant to go into this next sentence where I was going to say I met Robert Owen Welsh's dog. Robert, who does the segment Welsh on the World, which he hasn't done in over a year. And he has a new dog named Winter. Mike Matthews, Mike Matthews, that's like so cute. I mean, a little dog named Winter. Does it go woof woof? It doesn't even bark yet. It's so small. This tiny little thing. It was really cute. So I was going on and on last week about how I thought he shouldn't have a dog. But after talking with him and his wife, Christy, I could see that Robert and Winter and Christy are going to be a happy family. Robert takes Winter with him wherever he goes. And it's, he just looks like he's being a responsible dog owner. And I'm, I'm proud of him. And I take back what I said earlier. Who else just walked in? This is Floyd the Floorman! Hello, this is John Deere the Engineer. Mike, we're both petrified of this whole Trump thing! Yeah. This is getting out of hand. 
He's repealing everything Obama did. We're gonna have no more forests left. Mm. No more for No, I wouldn't. Ah! Yeah, it's this is not a good week for people on the more liberal liberal side. It's it's sort of this. What the heck? What's going on? But we knew this was going to happen. We knew the, the day he got elected that the, the, the 100 days thing was going to be frightening. Well, I'm going to give you words of encouragement. Listen to Vince in the Bay and he will get you laughing. And laughter leads to... I think it leads to power. I think it gets us moving in the right direction. Vince in the Bay... This guy I work with named Vince, he does this great show. And he what he does is uh, he takes he takes Trump's last speech, which he gave to the CIA. Or his first speech. It was his first acting speech as a president post inauguration. He did it on Saturday. He went to the CIA and there was this room full of people, and Vince points out that a lot of these people weren't actually CIA employees. These were just Trump fans. These were like CIA employees, wives or husbands that are Trump supporters. That Hey, can you get me in to when Trump shows up? I want to see when he talks. I want to be near him. That was like a big deal to those people. So they reacted more to what Trump basically rambled for five minutes. He had no speech written out. He just totally improvised, which is hilarious. Because he, so basically he got elected because he's not a politician, right? Everybody says, oh, he's so different. He's not from the, Holly, uh, the he's from Hollywood. He's not from the Washington DC machine. And he really proved it at the CIA thing. Just said things you're like, what? If I was his press secretary or his you know marketing director or whatever you want to call it I would be pulling my hair out if I had hair so Vince goes through every line basically and points out some hilarious observations here's today's podcast picture hey here's an observation Lake Chabot in Podcastro Valley is f- overflowing I have never seen this much water at Lake Chabot as long as I have lived in the Bay Area the past eight years in Podcastro Valley, Lake Chabot has been low. And people always say, oh, Lake Chabot is so low, it'll never be full of water again. It's so low, look, it's like a little puddle now. Oh, I remember when it was full of water and we could go fishing. Well, it's more than full of water. <laughs> Actually, there was a lot of older people there, a lot of senior citizens there yesterday that were checking it out because they were, wow. I've never, I I remember when it was really high, but I don't remember, remember being at this high. It's high. So I took a picture of that and there's Basil the Boxer observing as well. This is pre him eating cow droppings. Ugh. This is the time of year I dread. So I'm not going to go back to Fairmont Ridge for a while to avoid that situation and leave the cows be. Here's an expression that I learned from the wonderful TV show Portlandia. Top bun. 
I've been watching the season that they just put up on Netflix. And the first episode features the Flaming Lips, which I don't know what happened to the lead singer, but his voice sounds really bad. I don't just what the heck? They're an awesome band, but they don't have a problem with hair. They got lots of hair, those guys in that band. But they do point out in this episode uh, uh, this uh, new cultural phenomenon that's been going on. Ah, it's not so new, but a lot of hipsters, a lot of young people, 20-somethings, that are growing their hair in, in all their wonderful excess brilliance have decided, ah, I want to, instead of making a ponytail, you know, on the back of my neck type thing, I'm going to put it all up on top of my head. It's going to, I'm going to be a bunhead. I'm like, I'm going to dance ballet. This is what I'm going to do. And so in this, the girl from, uh, I think she's in Orange is the New Black. I forget her name. And she was in some movie long ago with uh, Alan... Alan, not Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman, Arkin, Adam Arkin, Alan Arkin, I don't know, there's Adam Arkin and Alan Arkin, and they're both hilarious, so years ago, oh, something about Beverly Hills, not down and out in Beverly Hills, but something like that, anyway, she was a cafe anyway, she was in this movie years ago, oh, what did I just do? Oh, I made George Carlin a bear. There's a letter in your mailbox. Thank you. Anyway. 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 Uh, she, so in this episode of Portlandia, this guy, they're chasing after, they're in love with this guy that they see at this Flaming Lips concert who has a bun on his head. So they call him Top Bun and they follow him around. And then actually the, the bun gets decapitated off the top of his head because of a drone. And that's a whole funny thing. So... Watch that now. Some fun, bizarre, hipster humor on Portlandia. And one other thing. I got my Facebook friendsiversary. Yes, because Facebook can just uh, portman do any frickin' thing they want. And I applaud them for that. They made the word friendsiversary appear out of nowhere. And apparently I have a friendsiversary with Mike Velthon. Who I mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago. He was the class president in my high school. And he was, the I mentioned, was the nicest guy ever. He was the most popular guy and the nicest guy ever. And he was so nice, in fact, that like 20, 25 years after high school, he calls me up at the radio station and said, just to say hi. And, and uh, came out to some uh, station event I was at. Just the awesomest. So apparently Facebook recognized that or listened to the podcast or something and gave me a friend's anniversary. Thank you, Facebook, for that and for your Portmandus. I'm heading back to Portmandu. That's what I'm really gonna do. So basically all that classic rock, that Bob Seger and stuff, I was recently handed a memo at the radio station I work at that we cannot play any of that music at all. There's like some big lawsuit with a lot of these 70s, 80s classic rock people. Tom Petty, you can't play Pearl Jam, you can't play even Bruno Mars, Boz Skaggs, all these bands and artists because of this lawsuit. So I don't play anybody anyway. That's how I got on the iHeartRadio app because I stopped playing other people's music 
completely and I stopped doing interviews. Oh, and I was going to do an interview with this country artist, this independent country artist. Somebody sent me a thing. And I said, yeah, I'd love to have her on. She sounds great. And they go, oh, good. Can you put this other person on your show, too? Like some person I don't give a rat's butt about. She's some, uh, this other person is supposed to be some vocal coach. Who cares? I don't want that on my show. I'll have Vince in the Bay on my show. Vince is amazing, and I work with him, and he's hilarious. I'll have that country singer that I, but not, don't try and upsell me. I hate upselling. I hate that sales person tactic. Stop it. Stop it now. Ah, I don't even care now. Wish I had a top bun. As in a Cinnabon. Mmm. Mike, that sounds really good. You know, Floyd, you could have a top bun with all the hair you have. Yeah, I might try that sometime. I'm Floyd the floor man. Mike, he's not going to do it. I will enforce the no top bun, bun head rule. Mm. Trump's making the world go to hell in the hands basket. Yeah, I, whatever. You know... Uh, anyway, mikesdailypodcast.com is a wonderful place where you can go and find out more about the podcast picture, past interviews. There's a link to where you can find us now on iHeartRadio. And you can help out the show. There's a link to Amazon. Click on that. Buy whatever it is you're going to buy on Amazon. That helps us out. Thank you. There's also a PayPal there, a donation thing. Because, you know, podcasters got to do that. The independent people. Because this is why, you know, Trump is probably going to pull all the money out of PBS and NPR. And in some ways, I'm really happy about that. Although there is an NPR show that I listen to. Actually, it's a PRI, which is slightly different. That's Public Radio International, which their uh, logo is voiced by Adam Arkin, who I mentioned previous. But And I once walked past Adam Arkin in Studio City and totally didn't notice. I was with my then wife and her mom. And they go, oh my God, we just walked past Adam Arkin. I said, Adam Arkin, you mean Adam from Northern Exposure? The cook that wears the hat, like I wear a snow hat all the time. He had a snow hat on all the time. He was this amazing cook. And people would be like, "Wow, what's the, what, uh, Adam, why are you yelling all the time? Why? Why am I yelling? Because I'm surrounded by idiots. Do you know... The palette that you are dealing with? He would say stuff like that. That was really wonderful. Because he was a really frustrated, amazing genius cook, apparently. Hey, I got on a tangent there. Oh, also that day, we ran into... It was in Studio City at their farmer's market. You can run into a bunch of people, a bunch of celebrities. There was also Ed Bagley Jr. selling something. He actually had a booth selling some kind of environmentally safe cleaning solution of some kind and I met Ed Bigley Jr. later on at some other event but this was in Ventura and I wanted to talk to him and he goes hey I can't talk to you talk to my daughter and then he walked away because he wanted to talk to somebody that had some amazing environmentally conscious car it was it ran on electricity but then also had biodiesel 
biogas in it somehow. I don't know. I forget. Long ago. But speaking of Ventura, as I tangent all over the place here at 16 minutes into the show, there is, uh, in Ventura County, I had no idea. There are so many radio stations that didn't exist 10 years ago that exist now, or they've changed a lot. The station I first worked at years ago was called Q105. Q105, that signal is now called KOCP, and that used to be a station called The Octopus that played classic rock, which they probably wouldn't be able to play any rock now because of that lawsuit I mentioned earlier. But no, they took the KOCP call letters and gave them to Q105, which is 104.7, and now they call it old school. So basically they're playing the music that I was playing back when I first started there interning in the 80s which is bizarre. And then this station that I worked for, KBBY, doesn't even show up in the top five ratings. But it's competition that used to go after us 10 years ago is still around, and apparently they are in the top five. They actually ended up winning, Live 105.5. They are now way ahead of B95.1, apparently, or KBBY, or whatever they call it. And Hey, the country station I worked for, is still there and still in the top five. Good for them. They get the, the stations there get such dismal ratings though overall their ratings are tiny even the ones that are in the top five they're tiny when i was in the south for two years in the south their ratings numbers are huge overall samples the uh, people that listen are much greater to radio than in well in ventura for one because they're right next to la and they get all these los angeles stations but that's neither here nor there. Over there. What's over there? I don't know. Cafe, I don't know. Wait, no. Cafe anyway. Anyway. And that, my friend, pretty much sums up everything going on in the world. Don't you feel well-rested and awoken by dog vomit? Your life is, is going well. Don't worry, John Deere the engineer. I don't know. The sky is falling. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I, that's why you bring an umbrella. And that's why you should go to mikesdailypodcast.com to help out the show. And you'll get a special greeting from all the Cafe Anyway characters. And you'll see all the past podcast pictures. And now the segment Live and Loco. Live and Loco. But I just want to set the record straight. Wow, you have a heart on for her. Well, first, this isn't, I guess this is Loco. Well, it's definitely loco, and we're definitely live at this point on the in the podcast world. And Trump wants to defend. Well, he wants to defund. Let me start with that word. He wants to defund a bunch of things. Maybe one of the things will be NPR. To which I say, hey. We get our information from so many places now in the podcast world. Do we really need NPR anymore? But as I mentioned, PRI, that's a great network. And that's where I get the show to the point, which is very informative. The host talks to so many different people and they're not all pundit people. And he gets the different sides of all of a topic. He does a great job. Warren Olney, he's been around for a while doing it 
amazing job on the radio and now in podcasting. But China said yesterday it had irrefutable sovereignty over disputed islands in the South China Sea after the White House vowed to defend international territories in the strategic waterway. White House spokesperson Sean Spicer, who we talked about on the last show, in his comments on Monday signaled a sharp departure from years of cautious U.S. handling of China's assertive pursuit of territorial claims in Asia. He said the U.S. is going to make sure we protect our interests there. Chinese Foreign Minister Spokeswoman Hua Chunying told a regular news briefing on Tuesday the United States is not a party to the South China Sea dispute. China claims most of South China Sea, while Taiwan, Malaysia, Vietnam, the Philippines, and Brunei claim parts of the sea that command strategic sea lanes and as rich fishing grounds along with oil and gas deposits. This according to Reuters. China's sovereignty over the Spratly Islands in the South China Sea was irrefutable. Hua said, but China was also dedicated to protecting freedom of navigation and wants talks with nations directly involved to find a peaceful solution. We urge the United States to respect the facts, speak and act cautiously to avoid harming the peace and stability of the South China Sea, she said. Now, Trump, in other things he is doing, said today he would seek a major investigation on voter fraud in the November election, despite an overwhelming consensus among state officials, election experts, and politicians that voter fraud is rare in the U.S. Now, voter fraud, of course, we're all wondering what the Russians, what they did, but that is they affected the election in all the leaks through WikiLeaks and Julian Assange. Trump said in Twitter, I'll be asking for a major investigation into all caps voter fraud, including those registered to vote in two states, those who are illegal. And what's the other one? Oh, I don't know. He's a freaking conspiracy theorist nut job, and he's now our president. And finally, sales of existing homes fall as supply hits a 17 year low. Yes. U.S. home resales fell more than expected in December as the supply of houses on the market dropped to levels last seen in what year? 1999. Dun, dun. Reuters told us this story. And this could have limited choice for buyers. So buyers said, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to buy anything. While strengthening economy and tightening labor market, which is steadily driving up wages, are supporting the housing market, sales remain hamstrung by a dearth of inventory. Last month, the number of unsold homes on the market fell. Uh, 6% from a year earlier. The lowest level since 1999. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcastro Valley. I'd, and, you know, I hear from the guy I do the show for who said to me once, I'm not going to listen to your podcast because I hear you do women's voices on it. I heard he said that millennials aren't going to buy houses, that they're fine with renting, especially since houses are so freaking expensive, which makes some sense. We'll see. I hope you learned a lot on today's show. It was a dearth, a dearth of stuff. And that's, that's what we're here to do, is to bring you up to speed and bring you a portmanteau or two. 
And that's what life is all about, isn't it? God, I hope it warms up in the mornings. I am done with it being zero degrees when I get up. I'm such a weak Californian. Have a great day. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye. Next show, Benita, the disgruntled fiddle player and the brewmaster. And a big congratulations to my neighbor, two doors down. Her daughter, Emily, has picked a college. She's going to go to Sonoma State. Yay. Oh, I should be giving her a big applause here. Hold on. And then also her uh, sister has been going to Sacramento State for a while. So good job to them. Here's my big applause for you. Excellent. So happy to hear all the teenagers on my street are going to college. What a better world this will be, hopefully.